All right, so this is at least in the order in which we're recording them. Who knows? Maybe this one will never get released. Maybe we'll release this one, but it'll be like the second episode or something. But in recording order or production order, as they say, uh, this is our very first episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's our topic for this episode? Our topic is first impressions. All right. Okay. Would you like me to go? (laughs) (laughs) So, Becky, what are we doing? We're doing a podcast, Ben! We're doing a podcast! Why? So exciting. (laughs) Why are we doing it? Why are we doing a podcast? We are doing a podcast because I feel like we have so much to say. To each other, yeah. To each other, yeah. Because at first, you know, I had this idea of a podcast and I thought, okay, this this is like a new venture I could go into, but no one just wants to hear me speak. And mm-hmm. plus, like, I'm just, I could talk to myself. Like, I could talk to a fucking wall, you know? So, um, Wait, wait, wait. Am I the wall in this situation? <laughs> no, because you give great answers, so. Okay. I don't the wall. All right. Um, so, I was thinking of, um someone to co-host and have this experience with and i thought who do i talk to a lot and who could i continue talking to and have great conversations with all the time no matter what and i was like and then that person wasn't available so you're like okay well my second choice is ben yeah exactly they're like oh i'm too busy i'm sorry so you were second on the list ben so it means a lot you know i I love being the (laughs) runner-up so, first thing, obviously, I think we want to talk about was just our first impressions of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we know each other? Where did we meet? This little place called the Thunder Bay Art Gallery. <laughs> um, how long ago? Six years. Five? Six years? Six, Six years. years. Yeah. So, wow. um, I had been working at the gallery since 2006. Mm-hmm. And you got hired the, sa- the summer of 2012, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that was the summer I graduated from university or I'd already graduated. And then that was the summer when I was in the process of figuring out moving to England to teach for two years. Mm -hmm. So you sort of came in just as I was leaving. Um, But I remember I had one shift with you in the summertime. I think I wasn't working during the summer, but I think I was just covering. I came in to cover for somebody else who couldn't work that day. Yeah. But and I just I distinctly remember that was like my only shift that I had with you um, prior to me going away for two years. And then I came back. And after I came back, that's when we really sort of got to know each other. Yes. Yeah. But do you remember anything of that shift with me? Yeah, I remember coming in to work and our lovely boss, Kathy, uh, kept like 
bragging about you and saying like, oh, you know, you're going to meet Ben, blah, blah, blah. He's so fantastic. <laughs> so I was very curious and I was like, okay, who's this person? And yeah, I, I was just very intrigued. I don't remember like too, too much. Like I remember we had like a bit of, you know, small talk and me asking you like, oh, like, you know, what book are you reading? And I don't, but I, and I don't even remember. I don't know if I was there for the whole day or if I was just there for like the evening or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But I do remember my first impression of you was probably just like, oh, this is an interesting new person who's working at the gallery. Um, you came <laughs> off as quite intelligent and like eloquent and articulate in the way that you were talking about things. Like I was like, oh, like I would probably enjoy having more conversations with Becky if I... Uh, had a chance to get to know her but also part of me was kind of like well I'm not getting too invested because I'm literally leaving the country in a couple months <laughs> so it's not yeah. it, it, it's not even like because up until that point pr in previous years you know I wasn't working at the gallery during the summer but I always knew I was coming back in the fall but this time I knew I wasn't coming back in the fall so I'm like well I'm not going to get too attached <laughs> it was just a one one off shift and then I knew I wasn't coming back for a while, at least. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so, so I don't think we interacted that much for like two years. So it's like fast forward two years. Yeah, it was like, isn't that so weird too? Like we met and then we both thought, yeah, like this person's nice, whatever. But I'm never um, going to talk to them for a long time at least, so. Yeah, I'm not going to talk to them maybe now or ever again, right? Mm -hmm. Like. Because I was like, oh, you know, I don't, I didn't know how long I was going to be at the gallery. You probably didn't think you were going to come back. But as Kathy likes to say, they always come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fast forward two years. I come back. Dun, dun, dun. Um, dun, dun, dun. And they, I just slot right back into gallery life. We start working together. And we don't have a lot of shifts together at first. It's more towards the end of our time at the gallery that we really had a bunch of shifts together first started working with you um and, and my thing about when i'm getting to know people right is i'm super awkward and i'm just like because i'm not a big fan of small talk and i understand the purpose that small talk serves but i'm not great at it and i don't mm -hmm. like to turn it on um you you probably noticed right away when i was interacting with people who came into the gallery right and they're talking to me and there's, it's just like there's this wall i'm just like yep uh-huh Yep. Can I charge you admission now? Like, it's just, I, I'm happy to render them services. But the moment they start talking to me about their kids or their job, it's just like, yep, not not giving you an inch here. Um, it's very <laughs> different from somebody like uh, one of our other coworkers who like, she, she doesn't like small talk either. But when somebody's talking to her, she'll just like, ask them questions and like, yeah, be so yeah. conversational. And I'm just like, nope. Yep. Okay. Um. So when I, when, you know, when I was first getting to know you, I think my impression was like, wow, like Becky's pretty interesting. Um, I'm, I'm interested <laughs> in getting to know her some more, but I, I just, I'm not sure how to do that. Um, mm -hmm. So it just took me a while to, to feel comfortable broaching subjects with you, right? Like asking questions because I never wanted to be nosy. I never wanted to mm. feel like I was overstepping or being creepy or like prying into your life um but as you know as as you've discovered as we've become closer 
I'm very fascinated talking about things that can be quite intimate sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously, that's Mm -hmm. not something you want to talk to somebody about if you don't know them that well. And I understand that part. Um, But I'm like, Mm -hmm. like this, and I I was very um, envious of how close you seem to be to some of the other gallery people that you'd obviously know in a bit longer than me. And I'm like, I want to get closer to Becky. And I want to like, know more about her and know how her life's going and talk to her about like feminism because I, you seemed interested in that um mm-hmm. and you know you were into psychology and so I was like well you must have some pretty interesting perspectives on like the brain and my my, my approach was more from like the philosophy side of things of like the philosophy of what makes identity and our personalities and who we are so I'm like oh, I want to have conversations about that but yeah so I was just like oh like I want to get to know Becky but how do I do that? Because I'm not good at this. Um, mm-hmm. So what was your impression of me as we were having those first conversations? And I I know that you were probably had to work harder to draw things out from me. Yeah, I think our first like couple of shifts together, I, I, I felt like there was, uh, and <laughs> you already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> you definitely, uh, you definitely have a heavy door. Or are a heavy door, and uh, and I could I could see it, and I didn't think it had anything to do with me, or you know I mm-hmm. think it was definitely like a situational thing, and 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 I do know that when when you're getting to know someone, like obviously they're gonna have some kind of like reservations. No one just lays it all out on the table and is like, okay, this is me. Like even I don't. No, but, but I would say that I'm definitely more reserved and just like less open in terms of like you know for when we had like a lunch or dinner break or something right i just sort of disappear into the kitchen and read my book and not really interact for 15 minutes and which i totally understood because i was like oh he you know he probably just needs some some me time right like i think i i was never like oh why doesn't he come out and eat his dinner here but sometimes i i do i i think sometimes i would like you know poke my head in and ask you like oh would you make for dinner or you know try just try to get past a bit of the barrier you know um it was a very long and slow process (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for very much (laughs) thank you for being so committed to it i appreciate it uh and i i I don't know i don't know if this is i don't know if i like admitting this I, I mean, I guess I kind of do because I'm proud of how far I've come. But like, yeah. I, I think you also have to realize like, even by that point, I had opened mm-hmm. up so much after working at the gallery for so long. Like when I started there at 16 yeah. back in 2006, and now everybody can calculate my age. Um, when <laughs> I started there in 2006, I was 16 years old and I was a baby and even so much more like closed off and reserved than I was back when you were getting to know me in 2014, right? Like, mm. uh, so just imagine how how much more difficult it would have been to get to know me years prior to that. Whew, Ben, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. But no, it was it was very much worth it. I, I there were There were points, there were definitely points when like we would be, chatting and uh in general and and I think you would say this of yourself too like you're not as expressive as 
you're just not you're just not as expressive so sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to gauge like is he interested or um is he bored like sometimes i was like am i just like boring him and like talking like on and on but mm-hmm. i think that made me like want to try even harder in a, in a w- weird way like i was just playing hard to get <laughs> yeah exactly i think um i think it's so funny because i think we both felt like we wanted to um get to know each other more and better and i think we were both kind of like okay well how do we how do we do this how do we go about doing that mm-hmm. without explicitly saying it obviously because yeah i was most people don't have those conversations <laughs> yeah i like i was floored when we finally had that conversation our first conversation about first impressions right and you told me that and i was just like wow like yeah. I, I didn't know that you wanted to be my friend as much as i wanted to be your friend but yeah and i think part of it too is just you know, me coming back after you'd already been at the gallery, established yourself for like two years. And it's like, who's this guy coming back? Right. Um, and yeah, who's uh, this guy stomping on my turf? Like we didn't necessarily have a lot of like we do now, now that we know each other. But when we were getting to know each yeah. other, I would say that like superficially, we didn't really have a lot of overlapping interests. Um, no, we, uh, you know, we both kind of read books and stuff, but like my 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 reading's a lot more varied in terms of what I read, whereas mm-hmm. you kind of you have specific interests that you read, um, which was mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that I I tried to use to to get to know you better was like express interest in what you were reading and stuff. Mm, um, I did notice that for sure. It's one of my strategies, um, <laughs> but yeah. So um, I think the yes. the thing that we most had in common was working at the art gallery. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. so maybe that was like a little bit of a, a hurdle for us to clear and then once we got more comfortable with each other as people then uh things sort of opened up um i remember we went to go see hidden figures together mm-hmm. that was fun um mm-hmm. i you were probably i think you were my first choice i think it was just like rebecca do you want to go see hidden figures together and uh you're like yeah sure mm-hmm yeah, I remember being like, wow, like, Ben just, like, asked me to go to the movies. Like, that's impressive. Um, and obviously, I wanted to hang out. And, of course, I wanted to see the movie. So, it mm-hmm. was, uh, I think it was a win-win all around, for sure. Yeah. And then towards the end of our time at the gallery, uh, the scheduling just worked out such that we basically worked every Tuesday together. Yeah. And we started calling yep. it, what did we start calling it? The Ben and Becky show. And I think that's kind of like the precursor to our podcast in the sense of just like, <laughs> I looked forward to those Tuesday evenings so much. It was just like, mm-hmm. despite the fact that having worked full time at my other job as a teacher and then having to go and work at the gallery for three hours or longer if there was an event or something uh, for minimum wage, um, it's like, that's not the most mm-hmm. ideal situation. But knowing that you would be there and getting to spend those three hours hanging out with you was one of the highlights of my week. Aww. Same here. Yeah. I always looked forward to it. I was like, you know, after a long day of work, you're like, okay, I don't, like you said, I don't really want to go to a minimum wage job. But it was always the people, and especially you. Like, we could both easily say, like, we have different connections with different people, right? Like, maybe you and... Camilla, for instance, have a different connection than me and Camilla. Um, but, like, yeah, I always felt like we had a really solid 
foundation, mm-hmm. you and I. Yeah, and then I can't remember which one of us came up with the idea first or suggested it. I, I think you might have suggested the podcast first. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. I would love to do that. But I also didn't know how serious you were because it's very easy for anybody to just say, yeah, we should start a podcast. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as somebody who tends to take things very literally, I have had to learn over the course of my life to uh, inoculate myself against those kinds of things and be like, well, this person was probably not speaking as literally as I might ha- as I might have. Right. Like I wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. say that as a jest. Um, so it wasn't that I didn't think you were serious, but I was just like, I don't want to interpret this in a way that's more serious than Becky meant because I don't want to make her feel bad and be like, yeah, you said we were going to do a podcast. And you're like, oh. Mm, um, mm-hmm. uh, but it kept on coming up. And now here we are. Yeah, I felt I felt like I had to do a little bit of convincing, though, well, on your end. For sure. A little bit. Yeah, because a little I, bit. Was, I was definitely hesitant because I don't like to put myself out there. So. Yeah, and uh, I think I... I think I brag about you enough that I'm like, okay, you need to like show other people this Uh side of you. Well, I just, I like having conversations with you. So that's why I'm here. I'm just here to talk to you. (laughs) And the fact that other people might be listening to this at some point is incidental. Exactly. I love it. Okay. Oh, maybe I want to mention this too, because I think this is a hilarious thing that you do. Oh. Not necessarily first impression. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, okay. So, um, when you and I like were first texting, I was really bad. I would just, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. We sentence. definitely wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Okay. So, um, texting history. Yeah. First impressions um, with texting. First impressions with texting. Um, I know on my end, I think I was like. Not short, but I was just very like to the point and I would I and I'm and I'm and I sort of am still like this to this day. I would rather talk to someone on the phone or video chat than to text because texting is so hard sometimes because you 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 can't you can't hear the person's voice, you don't know how they're saying something and things can get misconstrued, but um and especially, you know, if you're joking, sometimes that doesn't always come across or maybe people take it the wrong way. Um, but when you and I first started texting, um, when you and I first started texting, there would be some moments, and I don't know if you still do this. You know, you don't, you do, you never do it with me anymore, but. Um, I do, I do it with other people. I know what you're just saying. I ben! Do, yeah. That's so bad. Okay. Yeah, so when we we first started texting and I would say something and maybe it just didn't, you know, need a response, quote unquote. But um, anyway, I would say something and you just wouldn't respond. And I'd be like, did he get my message? And then so (laughs) the next day at work, I'd be like, hey, Ben, um, did you get my text from last night? And you'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, okay, um how come you didn't respond to it? And then he's like, oh, I just didn't think it needed a response. I would just be like, I remember being like floored, like, pardon? What do you mean it didn't need, required a response? Um, I mean, obviously, I never took offense to it. I just always thought it was really funny. Um, And I remember 
certain people asking me and being like, yeah, I, I texted Ben, but he didn't text me back. And I'm like, oh, what did you text him? And they would show me and then I'd be like, yeah, in his mind, he doesn't think that like requires a response. <laughs> you're like and the bed. Like, oh, yeah. That, you're like, you're like, like the, the bed text whisperer. Yeah, exactly. I'm just I'm looking at some of our first texts. Um, it's it's funny. Also, just how stilted I am. Um, mm, like much yeah. more formal in the way I, I I talk. And I I mean I still text in complete sentences to this day. But um, yeah. Like some of these things, like against my preference, yes, I decided I should attempt to interact with these people in a purely social situation. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's so funny. So different from like, I think both of us have evolved in texting. So For sure. Let's get back to our topic of uh, first impressions. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will start with my roommates. So, <laughs> so some context first, right? Like in okay. terms of first yep. impressions, you moved to Montreal over the summer. Yes. And... So I moved to Montreal, and uh, I was fran—well, not frantically, but you know, uh, a little desperately looking for my own place because. Mm-hmm. I was crashing and literally crashing on a friend's couch, um, which was very sweet of her to uh, to let me stay with her. But, um, you know, sleeping on a couch, not too comfy. And sharing a one-bedroom apartment, also not too comfy. Mm-hmm. So um, I scoured Montreal, all areas. And uh, I preferably wanted roommates just because I felt like the transition uh, would have been a little bit easier. I'd like my own company, but I think when you're, you know, when you're in a new city, it's, uh, it's more helpful when you, when you get to know other people and it's a little less lonely. So, um, I met, I had no expectations with this place, so it was really funny. So I came, um, to this place to meet, um, a couple from France Mm -hmm. and their names are Antoine and Mathilde. And super lovely. Like, as soon as I met them, I was like, yeah, like, very friendly. I think I just disclosed a lot to them right away. Like, I was just, I was like, yeah, I'm going on a date tonight. Like, Um, automatic feeling of comfort. Yeah, it was like, it was like instant. And I didn't know, like, I left and I'm like, I don't even really know what I said to them. Like, they could have thought I was really crazy, but... I, I felt like they had good vibes. I had good vibes, so um, I was I was going off of that, and I felt good. I I think most places that I had visited, I felt like I had a knot in my stomach after, like, but but with them it was like I left and I I just kind of felt light and I felt good. Um, anyway, so fast forward, and I moved in the beginning of. September so has it's only been a month um but it's been a great month they've been living in Montreal for three maybe four years they both have very good jobs they definitely have adulting down to a T so you know as someone who had just moved from her parents house to on her own I was still to kind of figure out my groove and I still am they're a little bit older than us too right 
No. No? <laughs> no. Um, that's what I originally thought. I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> they have a beautiful apartment. They are really good at adulting. They have great jobs. Like, they must be a couple years older, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember asking them, like, how old are you? And they said 27. Wow. Um, oops, I guess I just disclosed my age too. But <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I... I had this impression of them that they have their shit together and they've always had their shit together. Like, what, not like what's wrong with me, but I was just like, whoa, like there's such a, there's such a gap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have that learning to do or that they're past that, that point in their lives where um, they they have certain things figured out. And in my mind, I thought, wow, like these these two people my age have these amazing jobs and they've always had these amazing jobs. Like from the moment they came from France to Montreal until now. But in actuality, once I started to get to know them and uh, they started to tell me about their lives, like, you know, I, I feel like they've always had to work hard and they went away for school, they did their master's and they moved to San Francisco and they... They lived with like eight other people. Like, wow. You know, they had, yeah, because it's, it's just super expensive. And so, um, yeah, so they had, they had a bedroom and then they shared the place with like eight other people or six other people. Um, so, and I thought, like, wow, like that would be really hard. And then they came from San Francisco and basically to Quebec. And, uh, then, uh, you know, Mathilde worked at a couple other jobs before and same with Antoine and, uh, yeah, it sounded like they had struggles and now they've reached a point where at least they're liking their careers more, like who knows how long they're going to stay in them, right? Mm -hmm. But for now they have really, really good jobs and they're content and I think that's great, but I also think it's... It's such a relief to hear that these people who I thought not were perfect, but kind of had their shit together and have always had their shit together. I mean, that's <laughs> intimidating, right? Yes. Um, But it makes them more human and it makes me feel better that, yeah, it's okay not to have everything figured out right now. And there's little bumps along the road, but... Eventually, they kind of get smoothed over. And that's all part of the journey, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. So, that's that was my first impression of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I was just going to comment, like, that's interesting. And it was making me think about, like, what are my first impressions of people I've lived with while I was in England and stuff. And just, like... And I, yeah. and, but then I'm, like, thinking, oh, wow... I feel like people often get very similar first impressions of me. Like I remember when I was looking for a place to live in England and the person who ended up being my landlady was like, I almost didn't offer you the place because you didn't really seem that interested in it. And I thought I had, uh... ma- I thought I had made my interest extremely clear, but clearly I was too <laughs> reserved. And you, ha- you have to stop for a moment and remember that was me being too reserved for a British person. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I would like to briefly share my thoughts on first impressions as a teacher. Okay. 
because I feel like that's an important thing when, you know, I go into a new class and the way that we teach, because I, I teach adults trying to get their high school diplomas. And so we start a new course every seven or eight weeks. So I have to do first days much more often than a high school, a regular high school teacher would. I hate doing first days because I'm always nervous about the first impression that I'm going to make. So I'm, I'm having to feel like I'm putting on my best face or whatever. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always nervous about meeting new people. And what if the students don't like me? Um, but that it's mm. also like, you can't help but avoid forming certain first impressions about your students when you first meet them. And then mm -hmm. sometimes those impressions are correct. And sometimes they're wildly inaccurate. And I discover like, you know, certain students I had a certain perception of turn out to be very different for better or for worse. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it's always like if a student's very quiet for whatever reason, I'm always paranoid. I'm like, do they secretly hate me? <laughs> um, <laughs> are they quiet because they don't like being in my class? But and I also have to remember, too, I mean, in the situation I'm in, if they don't want to come to class, they don't just don't show up to class, too. Right. So I, su yeah. I suppose that uh, if they're showing up, maybe I'm doing something right. Um, mm -hmm. But it, yeah, it's like I'm always striving to make a good first impression every seven or eight weeks. It's just like, oh, I got to put on my little performance and do my little teacher dance and get people excited for this course that they're taking with me. Mm hmm. Yeah, that must be. I don't know how you do it. I feel like that would be exhausting. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Did you want to share you what you think people uh, think of you when you start at like a new job or something? Because I remember you've you've mentioned this to me before. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I feel like whenever I start a job, well, and, and I think this goes for everyone. I think when you, you start a first job or you start a, re a relationship, you always, you always have like the best version of you or not, not even the best version of you, but you have this like filtered version, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're not going to say everything you think and maybe you're a little bit reserved in that sense. Maybe you're extra polite. You're like, cautious and there's a bit of more of a filter. Yeah, for sure. I think, and I think it's normal. Um, but I just, I always think it's so funny because I will start a new job and um, maybe I'm extra polite or, or whatever, but people always think like, oh, you're so innocent and you have these big eyes and, and you're really polite and you're so sweet. And I'm like, and inside, I'm just like, if only you knew. Right? Well, and they, like, you they, don't even. Yeah. They also always think you're really young, right? Always. I, I have people thinking I'm anywhere from apparently 19 <laughs> to 24. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's funny. I mean, I never take offense to any of it because I think people... um. People are trying to be really like kind and and they're always really shocked. They're always just like, oh, I didn't know you had this like dirty sense of humor. And, you know, sometimes you're vulgar and, you know, mm -hmm. I, yeah. So it's just, it's, uh, I think maybe, it's funny. yeah. And I think maybe that's why, like when I was first getting to know you, mm -hmm. I think maybe that was one of my personal hurdles was I didn't necessarily know how to talk to you because i feel like you've rubbed off on me you've had an influence on how i talk at least to you um 
I'm a lot more expressive and I, I think I emulate some, some, some things that you do now, at least when I'm talking with you and with the people that we know in our circle. Um, and mm-hmm. be- before I learned to do that from you, I think it was just like, I'm not sure how to say things to Rebecca sometimes. Like in what way? Like you felt like, oh, I don't know how she's going to take it or well, I don't know how to approach Like the her. example of like being a bit vulgar or, or dirty or whatever, right? Like with your, <laughs> your sense of humor or what you might say. Um, yeah. For a very long time, that was not something I was really able to do in conversation. Like when it came to things like innuendos oh. and double entendres, yeah. most of the time, A, those would fly over my head because I'm super innocent and naive, or at least I used to be. Um, and, yeah. and, and B, like even when I did understand what people were saying, I wouldn't necessarily pick it up. I wouldn't necessarily engage with right. it. Um, because yeah. it wasn't something I necessarily felt comfortable talking about because I didn't have mm. that kind of background. And yeah. so I think it took me a while to warm up to that. And I, I think mm-hmm. you've had a, a, a very big effect on me in that uh, because we have had a lot of conversations about those kinds of things now and we are very open with each other. It's like now I feel more comfortable making those kinds of jokes around you uh, and to some extent around other people if I know them you know, on the same level that you and I know each other. But like... Mm-hmm. You, you've definitely affected me in that way so nice yeah. i love that i love hearing that i feel like you're definitely more sassy and <laughs> uh i feel like you joke maybe a little bit more you know well i've always had a like... very dry sense of yes. humor but now i yes. think i'm just i'm more i, I i'll maybe say things playful, more to get a little I think. Bit, yeah to get to get a laugh out of yeah. you yeah yeah I love it. Um, okay. I love it. One last thing for me. One last question for, from me for you. I really want to know about your first impressions of guys you see on Bumble. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to say I had like a bad impression of Bumble before going on it, but I, I remember being in a relationship once upon a time and <laughs> and thinking like, oh, you know, what would I do if I was single? Like, I would never go on Bumble or Tinder. Um, I just, I do think dating has changed so much and so quickly in the last couple years. When I first started um, dating, that was never even a thing. Like, going on Tinder was considered, like, desperate or or weird or people were, like, almost, like, ashamed. You know what I mean? And people kind of, like, look down on it they were kind of like oh you're on tinder and people would you know be more a little bit more discreet about it but now i feel like if you're not on bumble or on tinder and you're single and you're you know at least interested in like hooking up or or just want to talk to someone people kind of look at you like how come you're not on one of these platforms right mm-hmm. um so as my own little personal experiment, uh, the beginning of the summer, I'm going to, I'm going to make a, a Bumble profile. I'm going to test out this whole experience and see how it goes. So, uh, my first my first um, experience was like absolutely wonderful. The person was exactly what they look like. They weren't like you know, the same height as me or, you know, they you didn't get like catfished. All the yeah, I didn't get catfished. It, the, the person was really cool. We vibed. I I think 
I think honestly that's very rare and even now I'm like I don't even know how that happened but it was a really positive experience and uh yeah so I was happy about that and then uh I was like okay I'm gonna keep going with the same kind of mindset of not taking it too seriously but also um being just being very harsh like uh oh okay don't don't really vibe with this person okay next one okay um so having a very like maybe strict criteria you're very peremptory you're just like "Mm, not feeling it next one (laughs) yeah exactly so the next couple ones were just so interesting because um the first guy was from montreal and uh he didn't show a lot of like ladies this is just a little tidbit if a guy well or if you're interested in guys (laughs) okay general public (laughs) this is a little tidbit if someone doesn't show a full-length picture of themselves or they're not standing next to someone it usually means that they're shorter and that's okay but it becomes an issue if you're maybe a little bit taller or you're not as interested in guys that are maybe the same height as you or whatever there's nothing wrong with a shorter guy we're it's learning a lot about a... becky's interests in this part of the podcast <laughs> yeah sorry i think i'm diving into that a little too much but um i don't mind anyway <laughs> Anyway, so this guy, I met up with him. Um, he, I knew he was a bit of like a meathead. And so I wasn't really like surprised. But then I was just a little shocked when he was like almost the same height as me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have heels on. And I was like, ooh, okay, going to have to work with this. Um, but yeah, I mean, that wasn't the worst experience. Like it was just like, okay, you know little shorter than I would like that's okay like other than that he was in he was a good person um we went on two dates and that was it but um the next like two guys it was it was like a range of things that I just wasn't expecting like I'm sure most people know or maybe they don't that uh it's very very common at least in Montreal I don't know about all of Quebec but it's very common for people to smoke rather than the opposite like in Ontario Mm -hmm. you're like looked down upon if you smoke here it's like you're almost like considered or you think you're you look cool if you smoke and you're Mm -hmm. you know in the park or whatever but um so the next guy I met he was also not as tall as i thought and then he smoked and i was like why why are you smoking such a turn off and uh yeah so do and that was him yeah so do you feel like there's also any discrepancy between uh like when you're chatting with them and flirting initially on bumble or whatever and then when you meet up with them how they act in in real life when you're interacting with them on a date Oh, 100%. I mean, the last guy that I went on the date with, it was like, um, I felt like we had a better connection online, mm-hmm. which is sometimes the opposite, I find. It's mm-hmm. maybe you have a bit of a connection and then you're not too sure, like, is that more of a spark in real life? Um, 
but yeah this the last guy that I, I saw it was like kind of a, a bit of a spark and I was like okay he seems tall he doesn't smoke um you know it was like all all of the check boxes were being ticked off really good first like, impression but then when you actually meet him yeah but but I knew as instantly when I when I met him it was within two minutes of meeting him I was like I'm not gonna like this person so I can tell. it's like your your in-person first impression versus your online chatting first impression yeah which is I, I don't know if it's usually the opposite or maybe that's really common I don't I don't know but it was mm-hmm. uh yeah I feel I feel like I've had a range of experiences and I'm like okay Bumble is just very interesting because you could portray yourself however you want. You could put the best photos up there. Yeah, it really can. confuses me when, like, we've we've looked through photos when we are in the same place and you show me the, the photos on yeah. your phone and stuff. And it confuses me when I see stuff that's just so obviously bad. And I'm just like, are you doing that on purpose? Like, do you not understand? <laughs> like, the, the ones where it's just like there's no solo photo and it's just all photos of the guy with a group of his friends and you just have no idea which one he is. And you're just like what's going on with this like do you not understand how confusing this is yeah exactly okay any final thoughts i love that we're that we've started a podcast i think i don't know if i could do this with anyone else so i definitely couldn't do this with anyone else i'll just put that out there (laughs) like i'm not i'm not the kind of person who really enjoys putting myself out there that much i mean i i am on twitter so i guess i kind of like being annoying on the internet sometimes um but i think i don't know there's there's just something about talking with you in particular that i feel draws me out and we have such great conversations all the time because i feel like there's good give and take like i'm a pretty good listener in general i would say but i'm not necessarily always interested in talking as much but Mm -hmm. you know there's just something about when you say things and it's not just oh i want to correct you (laughs) it's like oh, like, that's a really good point. And now it made me think of this other thing to say. And and so we just, Mm. we have this conversational chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. I love it.